Hi, I'm Mandy Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer, and this is another video in our series on professionalism for the broker who wants to make real estate their career and not just a job. And uh, I'm joined by a friend of mine who has made real estate not only a career, but a lifetime. Yep. Yeah, I'm Camden Schutte. I'm the designated broker for 360 Property Management and Cobble Banker 360 team on Whidbey Island. And I got to take over as a second generation DB, and so I grew up in the business. Well, thank you for being here with us Absolutely. today. Absolutely, thanks for having me. You came a long way to get here, so I appreciate that. So, Camden raised an issue in a prior video in this series, and while we're talking about professionalism, this topic is not unique to the question of professionalism, but it gives us an opportunity to talk about some of the many concepts that we've been describing in this series and put them into the context of a particular situation. Absolutely. So, Con so Camden had said in a prior video, what about the scenario where a buyer broker writes multiple offers for the same buyer yep. when that buyer can only purchase one house but at the point that the buyer is trying to purchase one house, you, you know, a lot, uh, we all know that a lot of listing brokers and sellers will, will list houses on Thursday, for example, right? Yep, that seems to be the trend. Seems to be the day. And so buyers paying attention and they've already lost a few bids on, on properties before yep. and they're feeling a little desperate for not having a house. So they make two offers on Thursday, knowing that they're only gonna purchase one of those houses. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So then what happens? I mean, let's start the scenario where the offers are made, but neither are accepted. You know, what, is there an issue, we talked in another video about honesty. Is there an issue from an honesty standpoint or a deceptive standpoint writing two offers? Is there a legal issue to that? Uh, it's, it's kind of a complex sub subject. So if neither offer is accepted, the issue goes away, right? It's probably never even highlighted, Yep. right? Um, what if both offers are accepted? Yeah, and that's where, that's where we start to worry about it getting really tricky. Yeah. You've now, you have two mutual agreements to purchase two properties, and yet, and you've said in both that I can do this, whether non-contingent funds or a financing addendum or contingency sale in your home, but in actuality, you can't purchase both. So I got to tell you, I, I feel a lot of tension in this conversation. There is not agreement among industry lawyers as to whether or not this is a showing of bad faith by a buyer. There's not agreement among industry lawyers as to whether a, a broker can assist a buyer in writing two offers for the same property. And I come down on the side of saying we've got to look at the terms of the buyer's offer to be able to answer that question. Understand though that there are industry lawyers who would say Annie's wrong. Anytime a broker writes two offers for one buyer, knowing that buyer can only perform the terms of one agreement, that's always deceptive actions by the by the broker. It's a failure of honesty and good faith. And to, to clarify, we're talking about two offers concurrently at the same right. time. Obviously, there's not a problem if you write one and it doesn't get accepted and you go to another property and write right. another. That's not what we're talking about here. Right. We're writing, we're talking about two offers. They're probably both going to be submitted or reviewed by the seller, by two Same different time. sellers at similar times, right? Yep. So where I come down on this issue is to say, 
If the buyer includes in their offer, let's say, for example, an inspection contingency, and seller accepts that offer, listing broker, you better have educated your seller enough to know that the list that the Form 35 inspection contingency says from buyer to seller, I can terminate this transaction for any reason or no reason at all. I don't even have to conduct an inspection of your home and I can terminate the transaction. So when seller enters that agreement with the buyer, seller knows that the very next day, buyer could terminate that transaction, maybe for a legitimate basis. Maybe the buyer um, does an inspection overnight, right? Does, does an inspection th that very same day and, and decides to terminate the agreement that night. Maybe they don't ever do an inspection. Maybe instead they go home and they, they measure the really large TV console that they have and they realize it won't fit in the living room. And so they terminate the transaction on that basis. Both legitimate reasons, right? Yeah, absolutely. Assuming the terms of the contract are what you just explained, yes. So then, what about the buyer who says, I know I have this right to terminate, I've tried so hard to find a house to buy, I've gotten beaten out on every single one, I've got to find a home for my family, and so I'm going to make these multiple offers, and if I get lucky enough to have two agreements, then I can utilize my inspection contingency to terminate one of them. Right. What about it? I mean, from a legal standpoint, it seems like there shouldn't be a problem. The seller agreed to allow them that out. Yeah. From an ethical standpoint, who knows? And and unfortunately, buyers are in that situation of wanting and potentially trying to do that in this market. Yeah. Here's, here's what I will say. Um, every broker has a duty of honesty and good faith, right? Yep. To all parties in the transaction. To all parties in the transaction. So buyer brokers, if you are asked the question directly, that requires an honest answer. And if you're not authorized to answer that question, then your honest answer is, I'm sorry, listing broker, I'm not authorized to answer the question of whether or not my buyer has made competing offers, right, or multiple offers. Yep. But, but listing broker, this goes back to that topic of um, getting familiar enough with the buyers and, the, and their qualifications as they're purchasing property to, to have in your repertoire one of the questions that you're going to ask buyer brokers who have presented offers, not only what are your buyer's financial qualifications, who's their lender, can I talk to their lender, have they actually viewed the home, but are they making other offers at the same time? Have they made other offers to other sellers at the same time that this offer is being reviewed by this seller? Absolutely, because like the legal hotline question you referenced in one of the other videos, where the person was putting in an offer, probably best terms, to try to secure a home to come look at because they've never seen it. Are they doing that on multiple homes so that they can come have a chance to come see them and then determine if they want to get out? Yeah. It's unfortunately a question that listing brokers need to be asking. Yeah. Can I, I'll throw one other scenario in that out. You know, obviously we talked about if they have the option to terminate like a, a Form 35, what about if they don't? There's no contingencies. Their worst case scenario is they're gonna lose their earnest money. Maybe the buyer doesn't care. So even without contingencies, listing brokers, you better be asking these questions. Yeah, particularly if in today's market the earnest money is a small earnest money. Yeah. Right. Why? Why is buyer including a small earnest money? Is that walk away money if they if they have to terminate the transaction and, right. and buy something else? Um, all all good questions. So Camden, taking this this particular example, let's feed into this analysis some of the other topics that we've covered in this series on professionalism like your reputation matters absolutely. right absolutely like cooperation and communication among brokers yeah 
um, preserving the reputation of the industry. How does a seller feel if they accept an offer from a buyer who terminates the next day? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And thinking about the reputation of our industry, but also your personal reputation. If you have a buyer that wants to write offers on two or multiple properties at the same time, whether or not it's legal or right, is that a business practice you want to have as part of your reputation? It's a decision that each broker has to make outside of the fact of being honest and, and what legally would happen in that situation. Yeah. Um, and it, because those reputations are, are really important and it might affect your ability to get another offer accepted for another buyer in the future. So I'm not prepared in this video to say this practice is right or wrong. I, I really have to say, and, and there are lawyers who will say it's wrong. So don't, get, don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. There are some who would draw a very bright line and say this is a bad practice. I'm not prepared to say that. I'm also not prepared to say it's a great idea in every case. But, but what I would say is that this is a conversation, that a, a, a intentional conversation that you should be having um, among yourselves, within your firms, bro designated brokers, as you're providing education for your members, and buyer brokers, a conversation you should be having with your buyers. Um, there's so many factors to include. Brokers have reputations, but but a, a buyer could also get a bad reputation. If your if your world is a fairly small place, and all really I've learned that most communities are a pretty small place. Yep. If your buyer makes three offers today and doesn't get any of them, one of those listing brokers might be another listing broker on another house that your buyer is interested in the next week and all of a sudden now your buyer actually has their own reputation as a buyer absolutely and that's going to make it harder for them to get the next home that they put an offer on yeah and it's a protection of our industry it is so important that we cooperate and that we think about how to protect our industry as a whole yeah. uh, because unfortunately there are are times that we get a bad rap but you know what, Camden, there's a flip side to this also, and we haven't talked about this, so once again, I'm taking you by surprise, but we're looking at this from the buyer and the buyer broker's perspective. Yep. What about that listing broker who's representing the seller who now feels like they hold all of the power in this market, and they do hold a lot of the power in this market, yep. but that listing broker who says to the buyer brokers who are so anxious on behalf of their buyers, quit asking me about the offer presentation. I'll get back to you when I get back to you. Or they don't ever get back to them. Or I told you that I was gonna present the offer on Sunday night at 5 p.m. and they don't even acknowledge receipt of an offer that they received before then. Um, speak to that a little bit, because this is a two-way street. If, if we want buyer brokers to play nice in the sandbox, what's the listing broker doing in, in response? Absolutely, well, it makes me think about our code of ethics, and we mentioned it in another video. The simple fact of doing unto others what you want them to do to you. How do you want to be treated when you're the buyer's broker? How do you want to be treated by the listing broker? Well, that's how you should be treating buyer's brokers. And yeah, listing brokers in a lot of cases do hold all the cards, but we are in an industry that requires cooperation and reputation management and continuing to work together for the better good of our clients and our industry and each other. So listing brokers, communicate fairly with that buyer broker. Know that those buyers are anxious to get information, even if it's just to say, I got your offer. I'm not authorized to tell you the terms of other competing offers. I'm not authorized to tell you whether or not you need to come back with highest and best. As Soon as I get that authority, I'll let you know. Um, or we haven't accepted your offer. Or yeah, we, we seller accepted a different offer and yep. didn't accept yours. 
Provide that information in writing, signed by the seller, dated, so that you can keep it a copy of that in your transaction folder. Yep. And that takes away the argument or the concern that we have sometimes that those offers haven't been presented. Listing brokers, buyer brokers worry that you don't submit or to your clients all offers. The best way to overcome that, have your seller initial the offer and return it, right? Reject it on it, but some way get it back to them so they know your seller saw it. It will take out every question. Yeah, agreed. If you have questions on this topic or any other, send an email to me, legalhotline at warealtor.org. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.